Initiating startup sequence. You are now plugged in. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in to episode 251 of the Plug and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, minions. This week, we're doing a little bit different. It's all going to be a PAX Extravaganza 2019 2K19 PAX. PAX Pox 2K19. Tim, take it away. Well, first of all, we are going to f- follow our format. We're going to have tasty treats. We're going to have kick it. We're going to have news. Yeah, but don't it's worry. all PAX related. The only thing we're really going to skip is new releases, because we're going to be talking a lot for once. For once, we're going to be talking a lot about games. And then not till PAX 2020. <sighs> hate you sometimes. All right, so today our tasty treat is Beak Bender from Pelican Brewing Company. Bending beaks on the Pelican. Shocker, it's an IPA. Yeah, right. 6.7 ABV, 65 IBUs. It is has two flavorful hop varieties created by a proprietary dry hopping device, the Hopinator, which rends every molecule of flavor and aroma. Hop, hop, hopinator. I'll be back. Uh, bountiful be back. quantities of Citra and Eldorado hops f- bring flavors of luminous Citra and zesty orange. Cheers. Cheers. Kind of looks orange. Looks kind of like my... You know, never mind. We're going to be talking about orange in a little bit. Yeah, sure. I don't remember what the hell happened that was orange at PAX, but that's Tiny fine. build, bro. Tiny build. Oh, right. They're vibrant. They're hundreds But before we get to the parties, and tiny build was probably the most epic one. It was the very first party. I mean, somebody did break on stage. Some fucking lunatic. I, I think that was probably my favorite party, but we'll get to some of the other ones. Okay. Um, all right, let's talk about the place where we're staying at. Yes, let's do that. All right. So we, we mixed it up this year. So the very first year we went together, we stayed in some hotel in the middle of freaking nowhere, like an industrial park. And yep. it was like, I don't know. It was like in Renton. How many miles away was it? It was, like, it was only like five, but it was just like a really bitch because it's Seattle and you have to get on the freeway. And, and then you have to find parking. Um. So then we went to the way I preferred, which is taking the train and then staying at the hostel. And we did that for, I don't know, five years? Five years. Um, and it's it wor- amazing. It works out fine. Um, it's a bit of a walk up to the convention, but you are staying near Pike Place. Which... And you have to get coffee every morning. Yes, right, right across the street. So you, you like it gives you time to drink your coffee. It has the original Starbucks right across the, the booby Starbucks. And if you know what the booby Starbucks is, Google booby Starbucks. It, it's the original mermaid with the boobies. Yep. Um, also, there's lots of bum fights and murders. Yes. And trash, like disposal at three. Like, every hour on the hour, starting at 2 a.m., there's people breaking glass or recycling. I don't know what yeah. the fuck they're doing. It's so loud. It's so loud. Stress relief, Tim. They're breaking glass. Like, literally a week before we went, there was a stabbing there. Um, Not at the hostel. Just around like, the corner. Like, right outside of it, bro. And then the, the naked guy ran away, and it was a whole thing. So, we didn't stay there this year. We got we leveled up. Yeah, for one year. If you can pull this off for another year, I'm going to shit my pants. I don't want to see that. Well, then you better do it for another year, and I promise I won't shit my pants. So like a homeless person at the Green Tortoise. We we got a nice room. We got a really nice room. At the uh, Sheraton Grand. Um, yep. I almost fell out the window, but it was a nice room. You couldn't fall out the window. You don't know that? Don't tempt me. Whatever. Uh, we had a great view of like all these buildings. We were 31 stories up. Yep. We had double beds. What, what, what was our room number again, Tim? It's thirty. Don't doesn't matter now. We're not there. It was thirty one oh four. I thought it was thirty one oh six. I was like swiping the card over and over to <laughs> our neighbors, being a dick. Um, yeah. So it was a very nice room. Amazing room. Nice shower. Nice beds. Very well, comfortable. It was beds. literally 
right across the street from the convention. So like if we Literally. got if we got sweat pressed up against all the other nerds, we could just jump over there, take a shower, change our shirt, yep. take a little nap. Yep, I um, did that. They had a hospitality suite one floor up from us. Um, in the morning, had breakfast and coffee. You never went breakfast. I know nothing about that. Although I did get reap the benefits of it. Yeah, because they kept bringing you muffins and coffee. Yeah, Tim's amazing, guys. If you ever want to go to a convention and they have a breakfast suite, bring Tim because he'll bring you fucking coffee. I'm like the coffee fairy. It was awesome. And also in the afternoons, they um have like a little spread with like, I don't know, cheese, and meat, and It was actually fruit. pretty good. We made that our like, dinner one night. We did. It was there a was weird like dinner. It was like, like pickle, a church, what was it called? Like a chartreuse plate where you get like. Something like that, yeah. I can't pronounce that word. But um, yeah. It was like. And they had like free coffee and soda. And it was like, the it wasn't just like black coffee. It was like Starbucks espresso, Starbucks latte. Star, and like it was this fancy fresh, ass. Ma- fresh ground beans. Yeah, fresh ground beans. You see the beans yeah. actually being ground. Yeah, it was like this weird ass machine that like ground it up and did everything for you, like a very expensive one. Robo barista. Yeah, that you might actually see at like a Starbucks or something. Mm, I think Starbucks still uses full human baristas for everything, but. Well, yeah, but I mean, like this is pretty close. It was good. Yeah. Um, they only had vanilla syrup, but that was fine. No, they did have another one, one day. It was, it was like a cinnamon, but I was like, I ain't fucking doing that. Yeah, so that was awesome. Yeah. Um, they had a pool. Um, an ice cold pool. It was a cool pool. Cool pool. You were actually shivering like a little well, bitch. Well, I mean, after I started dancing in the water, it was fine. Yeah, but again, awesome view. It um, was. That but, view was even better because I was up on the very, very, very top. That's where I took my time lapse of the clouds. Yeah. So we'll get you, to that. Yeah. So that was a new thing for us this year was, was staying really close in a nice room. That was a amazing. A nice room that like had not wet bathroom floors that smelled like sex. Yeah, we pretty much ran the risk of catching some disease by contact just by going to the bathrooms every year at the yeah. hostel yeah. but we didn't um but we yeah. that we know of no we might have got the packs no you PAX would know perps you would no you would know okay you'd be breaking out and shit we did anyway we didn't stay there this year we took a picture just for old time's sake um but yeah that's yep. where we stayed so parties let's talk about the big one it was the first night and we almost wrecked ourselves the very first night yeah. Tiny Build is really generous with their Tiny alcohol. Build's got to be like my favorite people out there for throwing parties. And they have some amazing games. Just walking up was cool. They had like a sign thrower. A pretty, yeah. A pretty good one. Like He was, he was like doing flips and shit. Yeah. He was like jumping over a sign. He was a really good one. Yeah. And he was like had the Tiny Build sign. And he was like jumping around. You check in. You get a, a huge swag bag full of. They have the most thoughtful swag bag. Their swag bag has hand sanitizer. It has emergency orange flavor, of course. Because yeah, yeah. Tiny Build orange. Um, they had uh, orange Tic Tacs, yep. and there's one of the right. I was thinking one. Of, there's some of the. Oh, they had ibuprofen in there. Oh, yeah, they, they had, had like ibuprofen. a care package yeah. in their swag bag. It was like so yeah. nice. Well, you needed it after their party. You did because literally because like, every five minutes they're like, they we all, haven't drank enough, drink more. I don't know if the place they like lease out like has a minimum bar tab. They but have the, to have a minimum. Bar Alex, tab. the president, was up on the stage like every other presentation. You guys haven't drank enough yet. I think we were the ones last year that yelled, "We got you." And yeah, he, we did. And he laughed at us from stage. Yeah. Um, that's probably why you invited back to help with the bar tab. Probably. I think many, we did a good damage. I I think I had 10 drinks there, Zach. I mean, like you literally very 10. well possibly could have. Um, I'm not going to go into my number. We, we drank a lot. We drank a lot. So we got to see some game presentations. And it was anything from the bar. Beer, whiskey, wine. Yes. Any shot that you wanted. Yep. Yeah, it was awesome. It was great. And there was dinner. Yeah. And really good dinner. Dinner there. and appetizers. Yep. Um, Although the appetizers were so big that like the dinner was kind of just like whoa. Well, they didn't have a salad last year. They had a salad and other it's courses, true. so it's it true. actually worked out pretty well. And one of the appetizers was amazing—a meat one. But anyway, yeah, good food. Um, 
besides showing uh, the games, they also had a murder mystery interspersed with it, which was fun. Uh, we didn't guess the right person. No. Not even no, close. Not even. No. I still think they're wrong. <laughs> I mean, pretty sure they were wrong. There's we a right, right answer and a wrong answer, Zach. We got the wrong answer. No, I'm pretty sure they did, but that's okay. So somehow we found out about another party after that, the Facebook Oculus party uh, at Neighbors Bar up the street in Union Hill. And we don't really remember getting there, but we did um, safely. Yeah. And we had a really good time there. Apparently, I tried an Oculus demo. You tried two. I had two? Yeah, the Swift and the non-Swift. I really did two. Yeah. I mean, I have two t-shirts in my, my suitcase now. Yeah, well, it's here's the thing. One of them's mine. I, I had me. had at least ten drinks at this point. I probably had two more at, at neighbors. No, you had more than that, but yes. I don't remember those demos. <laughs> but I am proud of myself for getting in VR, standing up straight, not falling down, not throwing up. One of them was a sitting demo. Let's not give you too much credit. I was here. standing at least one of them. I remember one that. One of much. them, you were standing up. The very last one. Also, I think I danced there. Yeah, you might have. We did get on stage there, too. We got on their stage. Oh, we should back up. You got on the Tiny Build stage. Oh, yeah. I ran up on Tiny Build stage and then took a photo of everybody, and then people took photos of me. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. Fun. I love Tiny Build because they weren't even mad. No. They were just like, oh, there goes Zach. God damn it. At least you waited till the end. Yeah. No, well, of course. I had to be respectful. I want to get invited back again. Yes. <laughs> As. Yep, this is the first night. This isn't even official PAX yet. This is Thursday. No, night. yeah. PAX starts Friday. First day of PAX sucked. We woke up not even hungover. Yeah, first we day. We woke up. Drunk. I don't even know. I don't even think that like we even went to bed. I'm pretty sure we just like stumbled. We like we got maybe fell asleep for like ten minutes we and swiped, we're like, oh. we swiped three one oh Yeah. Thirty one oh six. Oh then, wait, no, yeah, three oh four. No, thirty one oh four. And then we fell asleep on the bed for like two minutes and woke up and we're like, It's time to go to PAX and then we were like why do we smell like alcohol still? Is that yeah, that was bad. So speaking of tiny build. Yeah. This is one of my favorite and we're gonna talk about other games later, but this is one of my favorite experiences at PAX. Okay. There was the booth and they had a lot of other games like Hello Neighbor, which looked really cool, and they had a really cool plush of the neighbor. Um, but my favorite one of my favorite demo experiences as an experience was uh um what's it called? Gravekeeper, right? Yeah. The name of the game? Yeah. Hope I'm getting that right. You climb in a coffin and you play a switch. And there's it like awesome. there's like fog around you and stuff. Um, that was fun. Okay, so back to the parties. The mix. Last year so, the mix was great. No, no. I'm gonna have to correct this here. Okay. There's two mixes. Two mixes? Yep. We got the shitty mix this year, Tim. Are you sure? Oh, yeah, because I saw the cups to the fucking wall. On pack, pack I think parties. you have two parties from last year nope, mixed, I went through mixed, my, mixed up. I don't. I went through my fucking thing. But they had the same indie games as the other one. No. The they same. might have had the same indie games, but the mix thrown by Asus, and then there's the mix thrown by The Mix. Last year, we went to The Mix thrown by Asus. Yeah. I saw the video from this year. It was pretty fucking dope. Where was it? Same place. Mm. Yeah. So that's the reason why the mix we went to was a little bit of a letdown. But I did find a really cool game. You did. Found a couple. Yeah, we did. We'll yeah. talk about those later. Yeah. But I, I just I had to let you know that I remember when I said, I think we went to the wrong one. We went to the wrong one. But we also didn't get an invite for the other one, so... Yeah, feel free to jump in and check the party list, man. I don't yeah. have to do this all by myself. Well, I couldn't find anywhere on a party list. Somebody just randomly posted a photo of it for this year. Mm. Yeah. 
So another like discovery, it's not exactly a party, but a, a space. Uh, Red Bull was sponsoring something called the Challenge Room, which is in a theater in, in the same building as the convention center, but it's not exactly the convention center. Um, so there's like a theater and then there's like this big open like atrium or lobby area. So they had games around the periphery of that. And then they had like, I don't know, just like open and there's a lot of seating. So it was like very calming and the opposite of the busy PAX floor. So I went to that a couple times and that was really cool for me. And we went to your favorite, the Polish. The Polish game dev meetup. Let's talk about that. So that was a lot of fun. Yes. Until Tim got sick. I, I, apparently every year I don't feel good, but we're still going to go. Yeah, we're still going to go. So I love Polish sausage, Polish sauerkraut, Polish dumplings. I, I just love Polish food, period. Um, it reminds me a lot of German food. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it reminds me a lot of my childhood. And uh, so they have really good food there. The beer's not my favorite. Um, it's very European style. It's very European style beer. Um, the Polish beer that I had was okay. But I had already drank one really fast, and at that point you weren't feeling good, so we just had to get going. I don't um, know if it was the New York IPA I had, which tasted really off, or the food, but apparently I've been feeling sick every year. So Yeah, so... Also, they didn't open up the basement, which meant everyone was crowded into the main room. One and, main huge room. And it room. got really loud and hot, which is not good for Tim. Yeah. Um. So we went on a walk. Okay. This are we walk. talking about this or no? Yes, we are. Okay. So we went on a walk from Google this, to a place called the Pie Bar, which, by it, the way, I do not recommend for Seattle. If you want an actual pie that's not super expensive, maybe go somewhere else. Um, so, yeah, the Pie Bar was a place I wanted to try. Yeah. Um, they, they have cocktails and pie. Yeah. And... I, we fucked up both. Especially the cocktail pie. Yeah. Like, yeah, we got a shot. We thought it was a cocktail. It was a shot. That's on us. So, anyway, we wanted, Anyways, we wanted to get to this place from... The Polish Dev Party. So Tim's not feeling well. He's like hot, sweaty, kind of clammy. like upset. Yeah, clammy, like upset stomach a little bit, a little bit queasy. So I'm not even sure I want to have a pie, but I yeah. just wanted to leave. So and... he wanted to go, and I was like, look, you want to do the pie bar? Let's mm-hmm. walk there. It says it's a 30-minute walk. Right. This is at like midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. It's no, I think it's was even it, earlier. Was it's it like, earlier? I think it's more like 10. Okay. Um. Oh, that's right. It was because we ended the night at like 1. Um, so we ended up walking, and Google is like, at this point, is like, my phone, my watch has been going off all like day, like with Google, like, "Meow, stop walking, you're gonna kill yourself." Meow, stop walking, you're gonna kill yourself. Yeah, our, so our then fitness Google, trackers thought we were dying or something. Yeah, so I think Google wanted to kill us, and uh, it sent us through this like abandoned neighborhood-looking thing. There was like into, no, like, no like, streetlights. Into like a really weird fucking park. That we had, have to like, describe this park. It was like two water pools, two square pools, two with square a, pools, a path between them. But the path between, and one side had a volcano that had water coming out of it. And then, but it wasn't like squirting up, it was like running down the sides of the volcano. Cascading. Cascading, yeah. And then, like, in the deep side of the water pool, there was, like, dead duck feathers all over the place. And, like, traffic cones. It looked and really traffic cones. super dirty. Yeah. And, and Zach I wanted really to climb, wanted to climb the fountain. And I wouldn't let him. And Tim wouldn't let me. He would have slipped on your ass. Like, the second you hit those wet stones, you would have been ass overhead and just, no. Or head over ass. Either way, you would have hurt yourself. Maybe. No, for sure. Maybe. For sure. Maybe. So we're walking around these pools. And there's a lot of weird people. Yes. And then all of a sudden, there's a little thing at our feet, like, running away from us. There was rats in the there bushes. There were rats all over the place. So many rats. I got so a couple of So many rats. So we, we took a, So we left. Yes. 
And then we decided we need to go back and live stream this at the Button Smashers. Well, because we left page. that area, we'd already gone through the creepy dark neighborhood. We'd already gone through the creepy park, which also wasn't very well lit. Mm-hmm. There's all these cranes above us, like neon. It was a very surreal scene. Like I could see this being a game scene. It was mm-hmm. that. It was that weird. Yeah. Because it's dark, but then there's these bright cranes above you, like way up there. Anyway, we cross the street, and there's like this building that's under construction, and there's all these like shop lights and like pieces of boards and it looks like again like a game set like, yeah like manhunt where a killer comes out and like you have to beat him with a two by four so we something. were joking back and forth about it and then we decided we need a live stream but so, yeah, to we, live stream we need to start over again so we turned around and walked back to the park so you can see that on facebook.com forward slash the button smashers yes um our little adventure there and you can enjoy the part where we forgot to push the damn crosswalk button <laughs> For like two minutes. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh. So we were like sitting on the, the wrong side. Oh, is that when I was yelling at Anthony? Probably. Yeah. You were yelling at Anthony the whole time. Well, that's because Anthony's a dick. Uh, we love you, Anthony. Shut up. Okay, so that was our rat adventure. Yeah. Um, the only thing we have left to talk about, like as far as a highlight, there's other parties we went to, but we're just going to give you the best ones. Um, the Facebook gaming party. Um, I'm going to let you kind of describe the whole setup for this. The first so, of all, it was a long, long lift ride to it. It was a long lift ride. It's like up in the part of Seattle where we stayed the very first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we get there and there's this big ass line. We don't have like wristbands, but we end up getting in like in an hour and a half. I think we, it was even shorter than that. I, don't know, I want to say 45 hour. Maybe. Um, but anyways, we get in and there's like one room with like weird blue po- posters hanging from the walls. Uh, lit up, they're glowing. Yeah. And is it the Fortnite banana? Yeah, but that was in a different room. So this room uh, fed into hallway. another room. You're talking about the hallway. Yeah. So you go down this long hallway with all these blue banners, banners. and it looks like something and out then, of Twin Peaks, but yep. blue instead of red. And then it fed into this other room that had like t-shirt t-shirts hanging inside of glass cases mm-hmm. that wrapped around to a Fortnite banana, and then a bunch of other t-shirts and shit, just like weird designer stuff. Yeah, and then. You could like slowly hear music coming on, but there's like a bar that's only serving water, and that's or it. Soda or soda, or en- energy drinks, yeah. And uh, well, there was like two classic games like in the corner, like yeah. an Atari console thing and some other eight bit thing. So there's like, and when you when you checked in, you got a token. Yeah, I got a token, silver token, about the size of a quarter. I still have mine. Um, and like, so Tim and I are like waiting in the bar to get like this drink that like turns out that all we can get is an energy drink or like a soda. So I get a soda and Tim gets an energy drink and, uh, like you can hear music kind of like, like in the background quietly. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, is this all there is? This is fucking Facebook. And then also like the crowd just goes, and like, you hear like this like thing move and it just like. And like this curtain drops in the back. Yeah. And like this curtain drops and like then another curtain drops and it leads into this huge fucking DJ club where there's like Borderlands 3 on there's consoles. Like a cent- there's a central island um with a stage the DJ's up on that and it's kind of an oval shape and then the crowd can go all the way around that oval and then one wall has a bank of of TVs that are like flashing different um like patterns or whatever there's lights from the ceiling yeah like it's a dance club and except one side of the room has like these 
kind of mixed between beanbags and couches, and there's like board games on them. Yeah. So basically, the whole thing of the party was like if you leveling inter- up, leveling up. If you interacted with enough things, they'd level up the next level of the party. So one of the levels was people putting their tokens into the machine and getting pins. Another one was how many people took pictures of the banana. Like, how many people played this? I don't even know if they even unlocked all the levels, to be honest. Because people were so fucking confused. We gave up. We left it. Well, we stayed for like two hours on one level. Right. Um, There was an Oculus demo in the back. I don't know if that ever got unlocked. Booze got unlocked eventually. The Oculus definitely got unlocked. The booze got unlocked an hour early. Yeah. Anyways, here's some of the DJ. Just chill like this. Yeah. Well, there's different DJs, and one was really loud. Actually, hurt me. <laughs> yeah, Sound people were bit. really bitching about him. Apparently, he was like a known DJ in Seattle. But his like volume was literally fifty percent up. Yeah. Anyway, so in addition to the video games, addition to the Oculus, addition to the bar, this room had, um, I would say, eight stations of Borderlands yeah. Three. Um, and Borderlands Three on the convention floor has like four or five hour wait. Um, here, the, the line was like an hour and a half. Yeah. A relatively short line. I know it doesn't sound like it, but it is. It was. So we. It was worth it. Yeah. So we got to see Borderlands 3. That was cool. We made a friend in line. Yeah. Can't uh, remember his apparently, name was. Uh, Derek? No, I thought it was than S. Spencer? Maybe. Yeah, well, Spencer sounds right. Uh, so. I was pretty drunk, because at this point, we should also mention that all the alcohol is free at Facebook Party. Yeah. So we would swap out in line. Yeah. Go get a drink. Kay. And the cool part was, like, the lady that was running it was the lady who did the Oculus for you the night before. And I did. And you did remember her. But the cool thing about her was that she told us, like, oh, even if he's not with you, you guys are line friends now, so we can't get rid of his spot if he leaves to go get a drink if you guys vouch for him. Yep. So that was cool. So that was fun getting to see um, Borderlands 3 a lot faster. That's probably the best part of that party, and just the weird unlocking thing was kind of fun. I don't know if that was the best part. Yeah, it was worth mentioning. It was. So you ready to move on to news for this week? Sure. Let's talk some news. So this actually happened the weekend while we were at PAX, or the news came out about it. Um, uh oh, what did I do? Nothing. Okay, cool. And developer, one of the three or four developers of Night in the Woods, Alec Holowaka, died. Um, so he was one of the developers. He died Saturday morning. Uh, it would be the second day of PAX, according to his sister, Eileen. Um, she said on Twitter, he was um, one of three prominent men in games accused of various forms of sexual assault and abuse. Alec, my brother and best friend, passed away this morning, Eileen tweeted before later locking her account. Those who know me will know that I've always believed survivors and I've always done everything I can to support survivors, those suffering from mental illnesses and those with chronic illnesses. Alec was a victim of abuse and he also spent a lifetime battling mood and personality disorders. I will not pretend that he was not responsible for causing harm, but deep down he was a person who wanted only to offer people care and kindness. It took a while to for him to figure out how. So the initial allegations against Alec came to light after designer Zoe Quinn, and I don't know if you remember Zoe Quinn, she is the person that everyone piled on and started Gamergate. Started Gamergate. So she's in the shit again. Um, okay, so... Bah, 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 bah. Okay, she released a statement saying, uh, Alec kept her captive in his home for periods of time, was mean and violent during sex, and engaged in repeated verbal abuse. Um, Alec never responded to accusations, um, but the Night in the Woods co-developers quickly cut ties and said they believed Quinn. The days that followed, others, including people who worked with him, came forward to corroborate Quinn's claims. So, 
one of the things I heard is um, like she was going to collaborate with him on something. So she, um, she paid for a plane ticket to Canada and he was going to pay for it back. Uh-huh. And then he was saying things like if she went public with what he was doing to her, that he would never let her go back, never let her go back, rat her out to um, the border and like make, like make it, you know how weird the borders are right now. Yeah. Um, so he basically held her hostage. Okay, so before disappearing from Twitter, Alex's sister noted that um, that Alex specifically said he wished the best for Zoe and everyone else. So don't use our grief as an excuse to harass people. But Gamergate did. They went full force. There's articles all over the internet um, saying that Zoe Quinn basically killed Alec by um, you know, making this baseless claim. Yeah. Um, they are just going off again. Um, as far as I can tell, Zoe has either deactivated or d- deleted her Twitter account. Well, yeah, she would have to. There's going to be death threats on her life. This is like, like, I can't even imagine her headspace. Like, this has happened to her multiple times now. Um, it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucked up this guy died. Um, he was battling depression and other issues. Um, that's a lot of what the game was about. Um, so, yeah, that makes it really weird to play that game now. Yeah, it does. So, that's, that's the thing. Let's go to happier news. Okay. Nintendo had a direct today. That's cool. What they talk about? Because I didn't get to listen. I didn't either. Banjo um, Kazooie. Uh, sure. Cool. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Super Nintendo is going to come on to the online service. Finally, um, yeah, that you, know, you can get the free games and shit. Super Nintendo's coming. Um, nice. Should have done a little faster. Um, there's some Overwatch sm- is coming. Yes, people are excited about that. Terry Bogart from Fatal Fury is coming to Smash Ultimate. Don't care about that. Okay, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Pound Fe Encore is heading to Switch. This is um, a Wii U game um, exclusive to this, so a lot of people are super hyped about that. Um, okay, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is also a Wii U exclusive. That's cool. Uh, epic um, RPG that I actually own this um, a special edition of. Never played to completion. Um, I wonder if I could sell my collector's edition to Switch edition. Probably. Okay. Also, Doom sixty four is coming. Doom sixty four is coming. I'm saving with the what my most excited for for last. Oh, you're talking about the the uh, number two. Probably the Outcast. Uh, Luigi's Mansions three screen park mode will have uh, like a multiplayer PvP. Um, suit Pokemon Sword and Shield got new features detailed. Animal Crossing's New Horizon got a similar update. Blah 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 blah. Okay, here's what I'm excited about. They announced from Switch. There's a curry rice mode where you can customize curry dishes and eat them with your Pokemon and save them. And a curry dex, and I'm sorry, I have to think I have to play this now. Sorry, they actually wrote that. That wasn't me who wrote that, but that's fucked up. Q, you gotta play Pokemon. They make curry. One of my favorite weird games. I talked about this developer last year, Swery. Um, Animal Crossing? Nope. Deadly Premonition. It's that messed up game that looks a lot like Twin Peaks, and there's like serial killer and like creepy people, and it's a broken game, but it's broken in a beautiful way. Okay. It's getting a sequel. Okay. This is the first time anyone's heard of it. Swery is developing two other games right now, and he has not mentioned it until just now. Well, he's a very secretive man. Remember, he's the man who would not talk about another one of his games at one of your appointments, and then you had the other appointment with him, and he was like, I will talk about it now. Yes, he's a funny little guy. Yeah, he's a um, funny little man. Okay, not only that, but today they dropped Deadly Premonition on the Switch, the original okay. one. Like the original. Yes. It's like, hey, here it is. Yeah. So before now, I could play it on PlayStation 4. I think I own it three other places. Jesus. No, PlayStation 3. Xbox 360. PC. The PC version is broken, and there's probably no one's ever going to fix it. So I'll probably buy this game again. Probably. Um, you probably will. I probably will. Yeah. It's $30. Um, I'm guessing the sequel will be more than that. Cool. I'm very excited about this. Sweet. But 
Um, what else is? So we will move on. That's the news. I mean, deadly premonition. There's it has the word dead in it, so it's pretty. I think cool. I played the the beginning for you, and you thought it was cool because there's like a, a woman like crucified on a tree, and she's bleeding and stuff. Oh right, yes, you did. It was a while ago, like creepy little twins finders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got creepy stuff that you. It does. We would fun. appreciate at least. And the zombies are weird. They like come at you like backwards. Oh, like crawling like centipede thing. No, that they're walking, but they move their ba- bodies backwards, so their heads upside down behind them. Huh. And um, also the imaginary character that the detective talks to all the time is named Zach. That's cool. Yeah. I'm in the game. Yeah, pretty much. Sweet. You want to talk some tech? Let's talk some tech. I'm everywhere. Hey, Tim, keep talking. No. Why don't you introduce this? Because you at least know DGI about DGI Osmo Pocket, ladies and gentlemen. Just, why don't you just tell, tell the audience our experience with it? All what, right. What so this is like a weird little camera voice recorder hybrid with like a gyroscope cam- gimbal gimbal uh gyroscope gimbal How thingy it? uh it's like i said a voice recorder um so it's just a little tiny voice recorder it's like it's more of a camera but it does have a microphone well it's like a little tiny voice recorder size, size thing yes. that you hold in your hand yes it literally has two fucking buttons on top of the little voice recorder there's like a little screen that you can see but on top of that there's the gimbal gyroscope jig it's got a camera on it, mm-hmm. and it shoots 1080p max, I believe? Nope, 4K. Oh, 4K, okay. We well, ran on 1080p we to save space. All right, we did 1080p because it's amazing, and this thing has so many different customizations. Like, you can literally track shit. You can do, like, hypers mode where you, just, like, walk really slow, but it makes it really fast. You can do, like, super slow-mo where you walk really fast. It makes it go really slow. Time-lapse. Yeah. And it stabilizes everything. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. Thanks. Yeah. Um, do you want to go to the technical specs? You don't really care. No, go for it. Um, okay, so it is a three-axis stabilized handheld camera. Um, DJI mainly does drones, um, but they've done a couple consumer cameras now. And this one's really cool. I actually saw one other one at PAX. I'm not going to lie. This is probably something I, would, I might buy. It's 350 It's relatively affordable. Um, it can f- do 4K 60 frames per second max, uh, 1.5, whatever that number is, pixel size, 140-minute max battery life, and it's got USB charging, um, so it was powering up in my bag with my brick. One of the cool things is it has like a little uh, tab on it, um, and you can switch it to either USB-C or Lightning, and you can plug this camera into a phone, into the um, USB port, mm-hmm. and then the, the phone becomes like a much larger screen, and it's easier to access the options. Like you can put your finger on the touch screen and move what to track to, or you can select what option you want to do. Like you want to do hyperlapse, which is like everything going really fast. Time- Which I did the whole time. You did when you walked through packs or time lapse where everything goes slow or other modes or panoramas and all sorts of things. Um, so yeah, it's a really neat little device. Um, like you said, it's super small, basically fits in the palm of your hand. Um, the gimbal is really cool as long as you didn't move any really suddenly. It would keep everything smooth. It was great. Um, we filmed some stuff. I'm about to upload right after recording this. Um, little, ti- little tiny video of our packs experience and then some of our interviews will have um, other footage from that device as well. We had it for the whole weekend. Um, I rented it. Um, it's on its way back now. Um, it was a great little device. <sighs> okay. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want one. I, I wouldn't kick it out of bed. I mean, why are you using it in bed? It's like an expression. I don't think that was. It's expression. I don't think so. I mean, if one was to film, never mind. Let's take a break. All right. Let's take a break, you guys. We'll be right back after this music break. And we are back. Tasty treats in hand. 
Same ones, but different bottles. Same ones, different bottles. Hey, Zach. You want to kick it? I mean, yeah, we should probably kick it. So we haven't had time or energy to look up new Kickstarters for y'all. I'm sorry. Because I've been trying to catch a bunch of sleep. Yeah, we're both tired. Although, we did see um, many Kickstarters at PAX. It's a lot of Kickstarters at PAX. Like a fuck ton. Um, some that I've even backed. Um, they had Knights and Bikes pretty prominently, dis- Knights and Bikes pretty prominently displayed at the... Um, oh, what's the developer? Drawing a total blank. Ugh, I feel like an idiot. They do the party at Hard Rock every year. The one we missed. The Hard Rock? Bethesda? Yeah. No, not Bethesda. They did... Um, 20 person gang space for example oh right um tim schaefer's company yeah i don't know double fine yeah that's one um double fine was showing off the it just launched finally from being kickstarted what are you playing i don't know don't do that literally what are you doing right now <laughs> i don't know i want to make you start this all over nope just keep going okay so we saw that we saw boyfriend dungeon which i also backed oh, okay yeah um and then we finally got to use a Kickstarter we backed from, I don't know, four years ago? <laughs> yeah, probably. We were really hoping to use this last year, um, but it came like literally a month after last PAX. But we got it this year. We took it to the um, Facebook gaming party. Um, it's our masks, the light-up masks, the ones that... I'm trying to find the music we were dancing to. That's what I'm trying to do. Well, you are not doing it very well. I'm sure we'll, we'll say it's that. So you're wearing a mask that has like a skull, skull with like Satan horns on it. Yeah, and then I've got like a weird robot face, and I've got a really epic four-second video of both of us. Like, oh my gosh, we got to post that on Plug and Play. Um, yeah. So they looked epic, and we just kind of walk around creepily at the party and just yeah, dance. with our hoods on. I was sweating to death. Yeah, it was so hot with our hoodies on, but the hoodies make it look cooler. Um, they do. We were probably in some random pictures. One guy came up to me. And literally just stroked my face. I couldn't hear people, so they had to get up in my ear. Mm-hmm. The hoodies. Yeah. And we had no peripheral vision, so I was like, people were bouncing off me. That kind of sucked. Yeah. The nice thing about them too that I found mm-hmm. was that you can actually like adjust the sensitivity. Yeah. So if you put the camera facing you, you can. I can adjust the sensitivity to make it light up whenever the bass drops. And my horns drop. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they I looked really sweet. Um, they, it was a nice dark environment. We had pretty much perfect environment. Loud music, dark, and it they looked sick. Um, it was fun wearing them. It was. We took them off several times. Um, probably wore them about an hour total, like two half hour periods or something. Maybe a little bit more, but yeah, something like that. So then we connected with some uh, people at the party who were yeah, going to we the same. Did. Shut up. Who were going to the same place we wanted to go, which is the Fremont Troll, which is literally like a five-minute walk. Literally, all I hear is this, I like your mask. It's like this chick in my ear, and I was like, okay, cool. And she's like, started asking about the mask, and she's like, we're going to the Troll. And I was like, oh, so are we. And she's like, we should go together. Let's just pause a moment and realize that these people had never met us. Never. We were wearing creepy masks, and they agreed to go to a dark place. And they knew that we were going to a dark, creepy place. So. Yeah. Anyway. And I was just kind of like, the whole way thing, I was It's a good thing like, that wow. we're not serial killers that you know of. Yeah. I was like, this is fucked up. Like, why would you accept it? You haven't even seen our faces yet. Nope. I could have. Yeah, I could have been scarred and hideous. I could have been missing my eyeballs. Totally. Anyway, we went to Fremont. 
uh, troll. Again, for a second time. Um, yeah, but this time we had masks, so we took some pictures, and I thought they looked kind of cool. The pictures look awesome. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, that's it for Kickstarters. Just wanted to point out that we actually got to use them, and we got to see them in development, or in the case of Knights and Bikes, finished. Um, which yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually played that a little with my son I talked about last week, I think, or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of games, holy crap, we played a lot of the games, so... Kung Fu Kickball! We both played that. That's a lot of fun. I like that game. Okay, you gotta describe it a little bit. All right, asshole. so kung fu. No, you don't. Look, yes, we do. We gotta keep no. it short. All right, so there's like four ninjas. They're kung fu ninjas mm-hmm. that can kick a kickball on a map, and the, like there's like five different maps that are like all varying difficulties. So some of them have like uh, gaps in the ground. You have to kick the kick. You have to kick the kickball over. Some of them are flat. Um, and the whole entire main pull point of the game is it can be up to four players. Um, and there is two bells, a red bell and a blue bell, and you are either on the red team or the blue team, and your goal is to kick the ball into the other person's bell. Cool. Kick ball. Right. Um, first game I'm going to talk about is BDSM, our big drunk, big drunk satanic massacre. It's big dumb satanic. It's big drunk. Why did you write dumb? Because you're dumb. <laughs> so the story is corporations have invaded hell. And like I think they killed Satan. And Satan's son is like pissed off. These corporations running hell now. There's like a like a McDonald's looking dude who's like grinding up like demons into meat. Like Ronald McDonald. Yeah, but it's like different, like a W instead for trademark. Um, and also the soldiers that took over hell look a lot like Master Chief. It's pretty funny. Um, so this game was like totally got a throwback vibe to like the '90s, like Doom. Um, it's a twin stick shooter. Like instead, you play as Satan's son. Um, you get power ups from milk. And there's lots of um, big booby succubus demons that you get to um, do mini games with and unlock like booby cards. There's a lot of boobs in the game. There is uh, sliders. Um, you can turn off the boobs or the violence. Um, there's a lot of gore too. Like you kill monsters and like their guts explode everywhere. There's lots of uh, weapons. Lots of uh, callouts to other games like Doom, for example. A lot of those like there's the catchphrases from Doom. He yells Mortal Kombat at one point. Does he really? Yeah. Um, it's just a, um, it's like totally got a, a 90s attitude vibe and it's just, it's just fun. Um, so what's your next game that you played? My next game that I played would be, uh, Dunk Lords. Okay. Tell me about Dunk Lords. Dunk Lords is again for, or a 2v2, uh, it's like a throwback to like NBA Jam. Uh, so you got superpowers and shit in between the quarters. You can go up, pick a piece of equipment, either that'd be a glove, a chest piece, or a pair of shoes. Each one will do differently thing. There's like hundreds of different items you can randomly get. At the beginning of the game, they're randomly generated. So you get to pick between three pairs of uh, gloves, three pairs of chest pieces, and three pairs of boots. That's all you get for the rest of the game. And you have to split your money between quarters with your co-teammate. And it's a lot of fun. Sweet. Um, next game I played. Um, and again, these are not all the games that I played or saw just the ones I think are worth like a special mention. Okay. I got to the next one. I didn't actually, I know I did play. I played the demo. Um, I got in at the last minute to Marvel's Avengers, um, which is from crystal dynamics, which is a subsidiary of uh, square Enix and crystal dynamics made the recent, um, Laura Croft games, which are really good. Um, so th- there's been like a trailer and there's been like a 15 minute gameplay uh, video out there about this game. But they really did a deep dive. Like, the lead developer did a um, presentation after I played the demo and, like, talked about what this game was going to be. So, the demo you can actually find online, like, the footage of it. 
you get to play as all five characters and they all have very different strengths and abilities and that was a lot of fun um but that was kind of set up as a really like an introduction like they would go from one character to the other um it was like a, a big action set piece the actual game is going to be a little different there's basically this event this cataclysm there's like this a day um and i got a cool lanyard um, hey baby um, there's this fictional event called A Day for Avengers, and um, they get attacked during it. So there's like a VIP um, lanyard that I gave my daughter. She's so excited for this fake event. That's cool. Anyway, so there's this attack, and the Avengers basically get wiped out. Um, Captain America is either missing or dead. And after that, the part that we didn't get to see is where they regroup, and then the game kind of opens up and changes a bit. So there's like the war room in their little uh, fortress, and there's two types of missions. There's... Um, hero missions which is just like every mission is kind of designed around one hero like one will be like a flying one so you'll want like iron man or ones like on the ground so you probably want hulk they're all designed around a, around a certain hero and then there's war missions which are um you can either play by yourself or you can get a squad up and you can play online um multiplayer there can only be one thor one hulk one iron man so you have to choose but you go on these group missions or raids together and those that's where, cool that's where you get your items Kind of like a destiny element where you get like um, upgrades. So your character, there's three ways you can customize your character. One is like a skin. So it was like the 80 years of Marvel lore where there's all different types of appearances for Hulk or Iron Man or like Hulk Hogan and no, but there's things like that. You know, yeah, brother. They did show a really cool Hulk though, like a mafia style, like fedora and uh, suit. that's cool as shit, like it black and white awesome. sort of deal. But yeah, like a pinstripe yeah. suit. You would like that one. Anyway, so that doesn't affect your gameplay. What does affect your gameplay? That should definitely affect your... You only have no. a one wish on your... No, because that's the stuff they're going to sell, first of all. So you can earn some of those, and that's what they'll sell is the skins. I think it's cool that gameplay is not affected by stuff they sell. Anyway, moving on. Because you're getting bored. Um, I'm not getting bored. I'm just getting very tired from packs. Sorry. Okay. Um, you upgrade a skill tree with skill points. Okay, that's, that's pretty cool. standard. Yep, yep, yep. And you also get gear, and those are the two ways you customize your character and kind of branch off different ways of play styles. Like you talk about one guy who likes to play Thor is like hovering above and zapping people from above. That's cool as fuck. And then he himself prefers to play Thor, Thor down on the ground, like hitting people, throwing his. Like there's different play styles. You can spec your gear and your skills towards that build. Okay. So um, I was really kind of excited to see the direction the game is going and the demo played really tight and every character did feel like a different character like they differently definitely controlled and had different abilities and powers and it looked cool um your next game um marvel's avengers by the way we should say the name of the title after we talk about it fogs fogs is fun fogs is fun you and i played some it's bouncing between games i can see us playing this with both of our children well maybe not yours maybe in my no but wiener dogs Attached, like, think Two cat dogs. and dog. Yeah. Um, and uh, you have to go through it. You have to complete a level by either one of them biting and holding on to, like, a light ball. Then you, the other side of the face becomes, like, a light, uh, light so thing. So, like, imagine a worm with a dog head on each other. Yeah, exactly. And it was fun. And you had to, like, complete missions and shit together. Yeah, it was fun. Um, next game I Fogs. Took Nirvana. P-H-O-G-S. Yeah, P-H-O-G-S. Nirvana. And that's spelled really weird, but just Nirvana. It's... Not a sequel directly, but it's the same type of game as uh, Valhalla, which I've talked about. Um, you are a bartender in kind of a cyberpunk dystopian future, and you interact in kind of a um, grap- not a graphic novel, a visual novel style with customers come to your bar and hear their stories, but you can change the outcome of the stories depending on how that you serve them their drinks. So they'll ask you for something, and you can either honor the request or you can fuck up the drink or make it really strong. Um, you also have 
new in this game is the ability to talk to them nice or mean or flirty or humorous. That's an addition. Also, there's way more drink options. Um, so it's a little bit more like being a bartender because you have a tone of voice in addition to making the drinks. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's more but bigger, and it's also a different city, different bartender. You'll definitely hear it's the same world, so you'll see like things from the previous game you've played it, but you don't need to play the previous game. Um, it's kind of a yeah, like a visual novel style. It's really fun. Uh, mixing drinks, talking to customers. What's it called again? It is called Nirvana. such an asshole <laughs> alright what's the next game you played I kind of like that song actually yeah that's fine let's but get our copyright strip um, I have to cut it out anyways uh, next game I played Cake Bash yes we played it together also what the fuck is Cake Bash so that oh, was oh was that the really fun like uh, yeah, yeah. strawberry dropping one yeah ooh that's really cool it's like fondue the game there's like a chocolate pot in the middle yeah there's like a, literally a chocolate melting pot and like your little piece of cake or a cupcake and like yeah. random strawberries and other pieces of fruit I was a, fall from I was the sky. I was a Claire. I was, I don't remember what I was. Anyway, so like pieces of fruit randomly fall from the sky and you grab them and they can punch each other if like you you could fight over the fruit. Yeah. It's because whoever dunks the fruit into the um, chocolate gets, points. gets the points. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And each round is pretty short. It was. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was surprisingly a lot of fun. I, I kind of should, yeah, I should kind of want to get that game. Yeah, we should check it out. I don't remember what platform it's coming out on. It'd be it was, great. It'd be great on Switch. It would be. Um, it, I bet it comes out on multiple platforms. Probably. What do you got next? Okay, so I talked. I I played briefly on the Switch where the bees make honey. Um, but it was more interesting to talk I to don't the. Remember that? Oh. Um, I met this guy in a coffee shop, and I met the actual head of the development studio. Or, yeah. Um, so they have kind of a cool philosophy. They don't take a huge cut from the devs, um, and they want games that are approachable and easily easily digestible. And just fun, like um, hardcore casual games. Okay. This is like me. This is my market. So I was hardcore casual. Hardcore casual, yes. Hardcore casual, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he's from Whitethorn Games or Whitethorn, I think Whitethorn Games. Anyway, um, so we we checked out this game, but we were talking most of the time, so I didn't get to play it too much. Basically, it's an office worker who's sick of her job, and she kind of wanders off, and like, it kind of goes into like these dreamy sequences. So it's like platforming, but one time you'll be walking through a kitchen, like, and you're really small. Or you're like in this fantasy island and like perspective changes and the graphics change. It's just really cool looking. I want to dive into it more. I think I'm going to get a review code. Um, so you'll hear me talk about more of this later. And that's where the bees make honey. Sweet. What about you? Days of War. Think CSGO. Think of like back the early 2000s, late 90s FPS. Uh, things kind of reminiscent of like Battlefield 2. Uh, things like that. So basically just a nitty gritty uh how many players online at a given time together he said that you could go up to like 100 but oh, right wow. we were playing like 16 versus 16 okay so it's um, teams yeah and uh you can do they're gonna have a whole bunch of different game modes in there mm-hmm. um but it was a lot of fun and it felt really good to get back into like the just like is there a battle royale mode no oh interesting. No, this is like a legit this is like a callback to where i started fps games and it felt really good to get back in there hmm. like the shots all felt legit. Didn't feel like anybody had special bonuses over some other asshole. Mm. It didn't feel like as you like leveled up your shit that it really fucking mattered other than like you might be able to revive a little bit quicker. So maybe. the weight of the shots or whatever felt right. Yeah, like it, it just it felt like an FPS when I used to love FPSs. Nice. So I'm excited. It's not out yet. I'm extremely excited. And the publisher has been very vocal with don't pre-order right now. Do not. 
Why? Because the pre-alpha that is out right now sucks. That's funny. So he is like, don't buy the game. We will tell you when to buy the game. And their Steam page literally says in big bold printer right across, do not buy yet. That's I've never seen that before. Nope. So I kind of like them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Next. Uh, next is Backbone. Um, it is a um, click point and click text adventure game. Um, but it's a little different in, in two ways. And you'll hear a little bit. I'm going to play an interview for you. It's only like three minutes. Um, but for one thing, it's kind of pixely graphics. That's pretty common for point-click adventures. But it's side-scrolling. Um, you don't have like a depth of field. Um, you can go back and forth. Also, it's only keyboard, which is different. Mm. Different, um, Definitely throwback. The third thing that makes it unique is it's kind of a detective film noir style. Like everything's seedy and dark and dangerous. But all of the characters are animals. The detective in the game that you play is a raccoon, and his sidekick is a squirrel. No, doesn't have a sidekick. His so, sidekick is a squid. I'm gonna let you hear one of the uh, developers um, talk about the game. And what was funny to me is that they had met their other members of the team for the very first time at PAX in person. Ah, uh, that's cool as fuck. Right. All right. Uh, Ready? Is. Yep. This is Tim Bledsoe for the ButtonSmashers.com. I am at the Indie Mega Booth at PAX West, and I'm here talking to the developers. Of Backbone. One of Matt to step away. Hello, my name is Alexandra Korabelnikova, and I'm the co-founder of the company, uh, writer of the story, and marketer of the marketing, I guess. And uh, this game started on Kickstarter for funding, is that correct? Uh, yes, so the company was founded in 2017, and we were working on the concept of the game, and then we did a Kickstarter when we finished the trailer for the game. And then uh, using the funds from Kickstarter, we developed the prologue that was released on Steam in April 2019. And yeah, we still have one year to go until the release, at least. So several things about this game make it unique to me for a point-and-click adventure. First of all, it's side-scrolling, and you use the keyboard. Um, can you tell me anything about that decision? Uh, so we really like uh, old point-and-click adventure games, but we always felt like uh, the controls and the um, pixel hunting and the moon logic were like, the bigger flows of it. Uh, so we decided to make the game a side-scrolling kind of perspective to avoid some of these. And also there are some stealth elements in the game that require you uh, to use different controls and we felt like it's just going to work really well uh, with this kind of you know, side-scrolling perspective and the controller in hand. The other thing I found really interesting about it was the world. It's a very gritty um, like detective film noir kind of world but all of the, the characters are animals. Can you tell me a little bit about that? thought process? Uh, so it all started when uh, the raccoons attacked our backyard in Vancouver and our uh, composer had to scare them off with a trumpet and we couldn't stop laughing about it and the fact that you can play as a detective raccoon with little hands and like hiding garbage and do strategic stuff but yeah and we just decided to make a game about the raccoon detective and everything came after that and we wrote like a huge encyclopedia of lore of this world and it just worked perfectly uh, because Backbone um, is a world of uh, species segregated, um, so like society segregated by species. And we thought that would be a cool um, kind of world building element to tell a very personal story to us about how society shapes us as personalities and how we influence it in return. Awesome. Um, so I'm gonna put you on the spot. Um, what one thing would you are you looking forward for the player to be uh, uh, excited about or surprised about your game? 
Um, there is a huge plot twist that we keep secret, and uh, I just want players to feel excited by the fact that they are immersed in this world and how they shape this world and this um, society with their actions. And I feel we're doing something very unique here uh, with the characters that we created, and I just really want the players to be excited about meeting those characters and in them. No problem. Um. So uh, when will the game be coming out and for what platforms? So Backbone is coming out on Mac, uh, Windows, Linux for Steam and probably other shops as well. And Xbox One, uh, PS4 and Nintendo Switch. We will try to release everything on the same date but can't promise anything right now. And uh, the shooting release date is around end of 2020 and the beginning of 21. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, so that was Backbone. And as you heard, it's not coming out for a little bit. What's the next game that you or we played? Uh, are we still hearing shit? That's cool. Because I don't know what the fuck just happened. No, I... Uh, sure. Which one are we talking about now, Tim? Uh, Master Thief? Sure. Sweet. Uh, Master Thief is a card game that's legitimately just a card game. Uh, there are, what, three styles of cards. So you have a thief card. You have... Uh, like what your character is. Yeah, like what your character what is. What he likes like, to steal. What he likes to steal, what type of bonuses he gets for stealing these types of items, um, as well as... That's you, a card you keep hidden. Yep, that's a card you keep hidden. There's also treasure mm -hmm. um, that is face down. You have to, to pitch Each treasure has yep. a, a type because that's the type that you like it's to get. It's like an artifact. There's like uh, art, statues. Uh, I don't know what the fuck the bone was. Like, was it, oh, like, it's, uh, was fossils. it fossils? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like a dog bone. It should be, I don't know. They should have done like a T-Rex skull or something. Um, and then there was like one other one too, a diamond. Oh, like to like rubies and jewels and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like there was another, but I can't remember True. anyways, but then there's also like action and reaction, uh, cards. So like say Tim is trying to, uh, collect gems, trying to collect gems and he pulls a gem card. I can grab, like I can do like a grab and like grab it from him but he can also, like, grip it, yeah. which means, like, I can't steal it. I'm trying right. to steal it. I've wasted my card. Right. Tim, I can't get my card back. But Tim's also like, fuck you. You're not going to take it. I'm going to grip that shit. Now we both have spent two cards or a card, and it goes away. Tim can also uh, use a stash card at that point to flip it upside down and put it underneath. And there's, there's also... Character, yeah. Yeah, underneath your character. Which makes it sort of safe, but there's also cards there's that... There's also cards that make it not safe. Each card also, like, that you steal, some of the cards have, like, uh, like special abilities that will react to things that happen in the game. And there's also sirens and alarms that go off. Right, so in the pile of treasure, there's also these security elements, and if you trigger three of them, the game's over. The other way to end the game is if you every time you draw action cards, if the pile of action cards runs out, the game ends. And then the third way the game can end is everybody has the choice to leave. If you think you have enough treasure that you're going to have the most points, you can just leave. Yeah. Um, but there are also cards that the other players can do that make you stay, which is funny. Yeah. So it's a lot of like, I'm going to do this, and everybody else is like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of play back and forth. Exactly. And, it's uh, a lot of fun. A lot of backstabbing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's your next game? My next game is Spirit Fairer. This is a Tim ass game that you will never play. Tim ass game. Um, so the part I played, first of all, there's like a village on a boat, like a houseboat, but like multiple compartments. 
Um, it's kind of like got the whole farming element, like um, Stardew Valley or other games. Like the room, one room will be like crafting like items. One will be like um, growing crops or things of that nature. And then you you travel on this boat for different quests, different islands. And basically, you're like this um, I don't know, like a mythical like creature that that um, is helping people get to the other side. It's a journey about death and accepting death. So you're helping people cross over. And they, like, want to do one last thing before they die. So you help them on their quest. And you have, like, this magic um, item that glows. And it turns into the different items. You know, like, it'll turn into a hoe or a watering can or whatever. And, yeah. So you go around, talk to people, do all these little fetch quests and um, grow things. Um, it's very pretty, very lighthearted. Um, I like games that deal with death. So... I never did play the uh, mortuary one, the one where you're like a um... gravekeeper. Nope, you, it's literally about going through the process of embalming people. And stuff. I want to play that. Oh my god, you just broke my ears. I don't want to play that. This one had a very lighthearted feel, although I want to play that. it's yes, called a spirit fair. What's your next game? Uh, We're about halfway through, if you're counting. Balming Incinerator 2K19. No. Oh, okay. Well. uh... Tell me, about, uh, tell me about Everage Project Eden, because I tried to get to the, the demo, but I got... Conf- I wish I could tell you more about it, Tim, but this is my this is my rundown. It's Mass Effect. I broke the game. You should tell him how, though. It's funny how you broke the game. So... Make sure you get two codes, because I want to play it. So, yeah, okay. It looks pretty. It looks a lot like Mass Effect. It looks a lot like Mass Effect. Um, and actually, one of the writers is from Mass Effect, apparently. Um, but the thing is... They asked if I wanted to play mouse and keyboard. Everybody was playing on gamepad, and I didn't want to play on gamepad. So I was like, I don't play mouse and keyboard. So they set up a mouse and keyboard for me, mm-hmm. and it worked. And then I loaded in the game and did something, and I don't really even know what I did. Well, you went into a building, right? No, this is way before that. Oh, you broke I just suffered it through. I just suffered through it until I got to the building. And so the mouse and keyboard, like, instantly broke. And I was like... The developer was like off talking to other people and stuff, and I was like by myself. So I just felt like, it did, like I didn't want to bug him. So I grabbed the gamepad and like plugged the gamepad in, and the gamepad worked kind of. Except for I couldn't like turn left and right, but I could go up and down. Um, so I just had to strafe left and right to like move that direction, which was annoying. Um, just inside buildings or everywhere? No, everywhere so far. And then, so then like, I, I, I get into a battle scene, like kind of load and stuff. And uh, I find that, like, when I pull my gun up and I go down the iron sights, like, the zoom in, you know, mm-hmm. I can, like, move in every direction. And I was like, oh, well, maybe they just want you to walk around like this the whole game. That's really <laughs> stupid. Just walking around the but, gun like, to your face. I mean, maybe that's what they want you to do. So, like, I take the gun down. And, like, now I can't even move up and down. Like, it's literally the only time I can move is whenever I have, whenever I have the gun up to my face. So, like, I finally, like... I died like six times, and the dude's like still like BSing with somebody else. I've tried to get his attention; he's not paying attention. Um, and I finally get into like this building, and he's like, "Oh, cool, cool, cool! You're almost on the demo." Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, like it's a really weird fucking choice you guys made not to like to be able to like turn the camera." And he's like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, like fucking weird choice, like not to be able to choose- move the camera. Like I get it. Like you want me to look down the barrel of the gun the whole time that." It's weird. It doesn't work in this building because I can't pull my gun out, so I can't turn. I'm like, I don't know where to go, man. And he was like, that's not how it's supposed to be. And I was like, well, that's how the whole game's been. So, like, then he gets, like, flustered. He brings over, like, another game developer, and they're like, blah, blah, blah. 
They get it set up, and they're like, so, like, it just happened? I was like, no, my whole demo's been this way. They're like, so, like, since you got in the building. I'm like, no, like, literally my whole fucking game. He's like, no, no, I saw you looking around. I was like, yeah, down the barrel of a goddamn gun. <laughs> like, I didn't fucking want to look down the gun. I just, that's the only way I can look around. You love your guns. Come on. I mean, I do, but it's not how I want to play a game. It looks interesting. It looks good. They have, like... There's a bunch of other shit that, like, we didn't get to see. Um, like, they have, like, motorbikes you can ride and shit. Sweet. Yeah, so... It's cool, I think. It looks great. Seems kind of like a cool story. Looks pretty. Next Mass Effect. Let's move on. Okay. I broke it. World of Horror. Breaking um, Games 2K19. This was creepy. This was, like, um, Lovecraft and anime and... Um, there. There was a lot of creepy monsters with scissors. Did you say World of and, Horror? Yeah, World of Horror is the name of the game. The developer actually made like all of the graphics in MS Paint. Um, but they That's were, fucking terrifying. It it's a it's a startlingly effective look. Like like the monsters on the screen look really creepy. Um, it's definitely old school. Like you you know select an action and you pull down menus and you know do. But um, I liked it, and I want to play more of it. And it was creepy. And that's, again, World of Horror. Next game. Wow, that does look creepy. All right, let's Google that one. Uh, next game would be Wave Break. Yeah, we played that. That at a party. Yes, we did, at a couch. Yeah, so it's like, uh, what are you, like a penguin or something? No, dude, you're like a, a motorboat or something. I mean, your character could be a penguin, sure. Yeah, your character's like a... But it's like skateboarding in a boat. Yeah. No, it's not a boat. It's called Wave Runner. Whatever. It's like a jet ski. Yeah, jet ski, Wave Runner. Yep. Okay. And, uh, yeah, your whole point is I to, was like, shocked that I beat you. Cause I, I you, couldn't, like... Like, I don't play skateboarding games. You do. I I was doing ollies know. and tricks and flips. And so was I. That's the whole thing. I was like... I was like why look, was I kicking your ass? I, like, I tripled your score. No, you doubled. Whatever. But... It's more than double. I was, like, watching, at, like, your screen. And, like, watching when I was doing it, we were doing the same shit. The only thing is, like, you were a different part of the island where you weren't landing on land. And, like, I had land all around me. So I was like, I'm not really sure how, like, two-player works. But it seems cool. I was thinking it was going to be more of like a wave race. Mm -hmm. You played wave race back in like 64? Yeah, yeah. Wave, yeah. wave race 64. Yeah, yeah, It's not that game. No. I thought that's what it was going to be. Nope. It's more of like a skateboard game, but on water. Yep. And don't go on land because apparently that really fucks up your score. Right. Yeah. But it was fun. It was fun. It was cool. Kim kicked my ass. I did. Yep. Um, the other game I played at the Red Bull Challenge mode besides Tetris. They had a lot of different... Te they had actually the guy who invented Tetris there at one point. So they had, like, multiple versions of Tetris. Um, the game I played the first day was Sayonara Wild Hearts, which is coming out for Nintendo Switch. And this is a very highly stylized game. Like, um, just, yeah, like, stylized. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, not too many colors on the screen. Almost like a cartoon look, I guess. But you are basically flying um, first person, not first person, third person, and you want to collect orbs that come in front of you. And then there's also combat moments where you have to um, when the circle shrinking circle goes down, you have to push the beat at the right time. And you're like this character and there's all these other characters. You're like fighting or dodging or jumping. I can't describe this. It's a very visual game. Um, but you start like as literally just like the girl on a skateboard going through the levels and then you get a motorcycle and then you're flying doing all this cool shit. Like you saw it, right? Mm -hmm. You're not impressed, but I had fun with it. And that's Sayonara Wild Hearts. You should you need you should you need to see it visually. I can't really describe it very well. 
What's the other... Windjammers 2. Throwing discs back and forth into a net with a freaking girl with big boobs. No, that was the knockoff that had the big boobs. No, they both had big boob girls. Two. We found a knockoff of the game. We couldn't remember. That was... It. Yeah, I don't know. That was... Anyway, weird. Windjammers is a sequel to a really old Neo Geo game. I'm it, not going to lie. Windjammers 2 was a lot of fucking fun. It's great. It's like Super Pong. Yeah. But with it's the amazing. Frisbees. It's fun. And superpowers. Yeah, you can like power up when your meter fills. You can, I like, kind of want to buy it. I super- hope it comes out on Switch. Uh, I don't know. It'll come out on PS4 for sure. Mm, that's upstairs. Whatever. Okay, so that was uh, Windjammers 2. Yep. All right. Tell me ne- about Zelda 2. Zelda 2. Oh, um, what? I'm not there yet. Oh. Okay. You mean Undermine? Yeah. Um, Undermine is a roguelike. Zelda 2 knockoff. Yeah, so you are this little dude that goes down a cave. Looks and like Mario in a Zelda outfit. Looks No, it looks like Link with a Mario mustache. But yeah, when one. you die, like another villager goes down and takes over where you left off. Um, Does so, he look identical, though? I mean, his clothes are slightly different. Okay. Um, Still big old mustache, though. But yeah, you try to go deeper. You beat uh, bosses. You get powers and new weapons. You can unlock a blacksmith. So you get, like Basically, it's it's a roguelike, um, but with kind of like a... Zelda look, sort of like the caves of Stardew, where you're going down and down. Nice. Um, it was fun. I want to see more of it. Um, that's cool. undermine. All right, we're gonna go back up. We forgot to do. We're doomed. We are doomed. Yeah. I don't know if this is like. I think it was already just confusing describing Master Thief. Can we describe this game? Okay, so there's different. This is first of all, you need I think minimum five or six players for it to be. I fun. think it's six. Um, no, it's five because we played with five. So there's uh, I think three. Or four different types of government. There's t- technocracies, there's autocracies, there's Democrat- democracies, yeah. um, theocracies. So that's at least four. Yeah. And they all have different bonuses and They have different draw- bonuses drawbacks. and stuff. And so your whole entire... The, the, the okay, goal the pre- of the game the, changes. The premise, is, the premise of the game is that when, after 15 minutes, the timer's going to run out. Which is a hourglass of sand. Yep. And you're fucked. Well, the world is going to blow The up. world's going to blow My fingers are so swollen from packs. My ring is like cutting off circulation in my hand. Um, so you're trying to build a rocket to yep. escape. Um, and there's like, what what are, they, what are the white things called you toss in? Resources. Oh, yeah, resources. So you can earn resources every turn. You can steal resources with propaganda. There's different ways to get resources. Yeah. Also with resources, you can nuke people. <laughs> so um, We're done talking about this. <laughs> I nuked Zach. He's mad about it. Um, I, I saved, I hoarded my resources and nuked Zach with eight resources instead of contributing to the greater good. Um, and they randomly there's car, like every, every turn people throw in resources. The person that throws in the most resources gets Most. to be the first player. They get to draw like some stuff. They get to draw a card. I think they draw more influence. Yep. So influence is separate from resources. Influence is at the end when the world blows up. The people with the most influence get, get to, on the rocket ship. Get to buy their way onto the rocket ship you've built, and the rocket ship is as big as as the resources. Like fifty is the minimum, I think, or forty. No, it's fifty. And then every ten after that, there's one more slot for one more person on the rocket. So if you all work together, more people will fit on the rocket, or you can nuke people like me, so there's less people to worry about. Yep. There's lots of backstabbing. Um, like I and said, also there's a lot of rules we didn't realize that were there. Yeah. I've looked over the rule book. I could have totally donated all of my influence and my resources to somebody else to nu- like on the promise they would have nuked you next round. Oh, as you were dying? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and one of the uh, societies, I think it's the autocracy, can nuke for five or, or much less. Yeah. yeah, like their their price to nuke is less than eight. So when you see someone like hoarding resources, you got to be like nervous about them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it gets really frantic toward the end. Everyone's like trying to get through the turn quick. Like this guy was trying to decide what to do. Was like, hurry, hurry! Like you know, just yelling at him, draw his card, and move on, yep. so we could get to the next round. That one guy was like taking his fucking sweet ass time. He though. was. I was getting pissed, and I was already nuked. I was like, I have no fucking like, ne- I have no. We should worry say about this that game. our particular game ended up in a really messed up scenario. You get these special cards, right? Which oh affect, yeah, which like, affect the game. Even like, the creator of the one, game was like, I don't think I've seen this happen before. One of the cards was Anarchy, where we literally had to change like trade. Uh, societies with other players every round. And you couldn't so, have the same one. No, so I'd go from being a technocracy to an autocracy and whatever. It was, it was confusing. But the really messed up thing we, we drew was um, when the rocket launches, um, I think everybody votes and the or the person with less influence or whatever gets ejected from the spaceship. No. Okay, so you made it to where the spaceship only had two seats no matter how many you had actually paid for. No, that was these are two separate cards. No, I get that. So you had one that made it where there's only two seats, no matter what. No matter how big the ship... No matter how big the ship actually got, only two people could get on. Then the next one was the top person... Most influencer, whatever. The most influencer could eject anybody. had to. No, yeah, exactly. He had to eject somebody. Himself or another person. So, yeah, two people made on the ship, then one got ejected immediately. exactly. (laughs) That was messed up. So fucked up. Um, It would be a great part of it. What if you all just, like, nuked each other? I mean, that would There'd solve the problem. There's still be one man standing, one, I guess. One solve, way to solve the problem. All right, my next game. All right. Haven. Actually, my last game. You probably bah, bah, Some, bah, some bah, of you bah, probably bah, relieved bah, or bah, turned bah, off the podcast bah, at this point. Bah, 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 bah. Beautiful art style. Um, You really need to see a trailer or a gameplay this video. Um, There's these two, like, alien people. They're basically humanoid, but they have, like, little alien characteristics. And this is going to sound corny, but what I loved about the game was how they obviously loved each other. Like, they were all, they were always looking at each other or touching each other, holding hands. They start making out at one point, and I thought it was going to go places. Bow. But, but then the, the, light, the lights go off in their nest, and it's because they're out of this power source. So they have to go outside their nest and go collect it. Um, so they're flying. You can fly. Um, flying over the landscape, and it's very cool, and it looks amazing. Um, but what was neat was when they crossed paths, they would hold hands and fly. And in that part, I guess you can actually throw in a second controller and, and control a second character. Normally, it's like one player. Um, but I just liked the whole vibe of the fact that these two characters obviously loved each other. And it was just neat. And it looks really cool. And that's Haven. What's the last game we played together? Uh, we actually played a couple. Well, we played many more that we're not going to talk Swim about. Swim Sanity. Yeah. I still have one more I haven't talked about. I know. But we played together okay. just one more. Okay. Swim Sanity. It's a uh, fish game. Yeah, it's one of those ones where you're all fighting each other. And but then at the very end of it, you have to like come to work together. Yeah, well, there's different modes. Oh. It was also the, the booth was giving away the phone shark heads. Right, yeah, it was two brothers or three brothers I made that. It's fun. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> Wait, so, Zach, that's Swim Sanity. Oh, Project Witch, Witchstone, tell me about I, that. I just don't know much about Swim Sanity. We played it at uh, The Mix. We I, did. Yeah, sorry. We had fun. It was fun. It was a good game. Um, Project Witchstone mm-hmm. is really cool, and this is probably my favorite game of packs I saw. Okay. Well, besides maybe Skate XL, um, but that's just because it's skateboarding. It's not on the list. What um, the hell is that? Yeah, well, I just remembered it. Um, <laughs> but Project Witchstone is so it's like a uh, 
like a top-down RPG. Basically, everything you decide to do in the game makes an effect on the world. And as you travel, there's like two factions in every like country. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of have to like you can rise in ranks like to take over a faction and like do things, and it'll change the world around you. Um, it, it it's very much like a D and D campaign playing out. I think your favorite game last year was also very D and D like. Yeah. P- picking up on a theme. Yeah. So this one's really fucking cool because like you literally can like join. Let's say like I don't remember what the hell the name. It was like it was like a red society that was all about technology, or no, it was a green society all about technology, and then like a red society that's all about like medieval times. Just, like, not technology whatsoever. Um, swords and shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, so we joined the swords and shit because I didn't give a fuck about technology. Um, and I think, I think we'd be mortal enemies in this game. Probably. Um, but, like, okay, I, like, joined their, like, thing. Hey, look up. And Zach. I went up and I That's killed I killed their leader. Yep. Nope, nope. I killed their leader. Okay. And instantly all of them died. And, Why? like, turned over the red. Weird. Because I killed their lieutenant and their leader and their commander. But why they... Okay. Because they all disband. They're done. All they right. have no hierarchy anymore. Okay. Um. So, it's very interesting. And, like... So, like... Is it single player or are the other people it's playing? single. Okay. I was wondering if other people yeah, were playing no, different factions. single. Okay. Um, they were mentioning, like, maybe they would bring it on multiplayer because, like... You know, it's D and D. I think you, you have to with your go one way or the other. I don't think you go back and forth. Yeah, no, I I definitely think it's a single player game. Mm. The really cool thing too about it is like, so say like you join like a ranks of like a guild or a clan or something, and you're very low. Sure. But like you aren't wanting to get your hands dirty. Okay. You can do favors for other people, make them be a follower, and then convince them to go do your dirty work. Nice. As long as this person dies, the fucking guild doesn't give two shits who kills the fucker. Mm-hmm. You're the reason why he's dead. But you didn't get your hands dirty. Hmm. So it's it's very cool. And, like, anybody can be an NPC follower. Um, it depends on, you know, whether or not they might attack. Um, and if you make too many wrong decisions against... Every NPC has, like, their own moral scale and compass. And they have their own plots and, like, their own uh, desires and their own, like, goals in life. So... As you do things, if you go against what they're for, they might come and attack you in the middle of a battle. Hmm. Um, or they might just completely abandon you altogether. Um, and, you know, as you move up in ranks in one area, like a town, you might go to a new town. There's new factions. You might find you, you may or may not uh, align yourself more with that faction. So what you can do is you can take faction members from that place and kick out higher-ranking faction members in yours in the other previous town and slowly, like, kill off the other faction and make it the same. Okay. So it's, like, global takeover. Cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty fun. So, like, medieval mafia. Yeah. Nice. Sleeping with the fishes. So do you want to talk about the skate game you just remembered or not? Skate Game XL. It's, like, uh, Skate 1, 2, and 3 for PS3, PS4. Um... It's very much in the infancy, and there's a game called Sessions coming out that's very much like it as well. I have them both now, so we'll see. Okay. Well, that's the games we're going to talk about. We saw many more, but these are the ones... Wait. What about... What was the uh, shooting one that was like... I like got the mix where it was like... 
four player and it was like jumping over and like splattering and stuff. I don't remember the name of it. I looked for it. Oh, cool. Sorry. It was a fun game. Yeah, it was. We played a lot of four player or like arena battle games. Yeah, we did. Which were fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's our PAX experience in a nutshell. Sweet. If you're, All still, right. if you're still with us, thank you. Um, definitely check out some of the trailers for some of these games if they sound interesting, because a lot of this is visual, like especially like Haven or Cyanar Wild Hearts. I think it, like my words don't do them justice, so check those out. Um, also, some of these games have demos. Um, for example, Backbone has a prologue, or I think a couple others do as well, um, which I'm drawing a blank on right now. Sorry. Um, so yeah. Oh, what are you doing? So, if you want to hear more of our bullshit, where can we go, Zach? Zach. This is from the Facebook party as well. Okay. Alright, you guys can head over to the... The... The Bunsmashes.com. Oh! There's a video of us chasing rats. Yeah. I think we covered that, though. I'm not sure. We did. The Bunsmashers.com. Uh, at site TBS. I'm not sure what the hell we are on Instagram anymore because Q deleted it. And, uh, yeah. So until next week, don't forget to prime and shine. <laughs>